night, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck in the flesh, and through the miracle of technology, John on the computer phone. How's hey it going? Now. Chuck is ever so fleshy, I imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, he's looking good. He's wearing a, I'll, I'll take you there, John. He's wearing a nice, well-worn, beat-up, is that a tri-blend t-shirt? It's tri-blend. Yeah, it's a beautiful t-shirt, some like, like straggly cut-off shorts. Shallow v-neck. Very Ooh. shallow. These are basketball shorts. Oh. I mean, these are a swimming sh- trunks. Sh- swim That's trunks. The, I was about to say, are you sure he's not wearing swim trunks? Yeah, it swim is trunks swim trunks season, meaning the temperature is over 75. Right. And uh, I cut the, uh, you know, the netting out of the trunks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they bind me in the yeah, testicular you, region. Oh. Well, that's yeah, why you I would don't... imagine your pubis get quite tangled. Oh, well, I mean, I... that's why you're not supposed to wear them just as regular shorts, I think. No, you can just a slight modification. See, and it you're gets good. very musty in the in the old food truck. Oh, and my undercarriage gets gross. It's swampy. So, Isn't that gold bond? Oh, I have this uh, very specific uh, uh, powder that I use for, for it's my nuts. cocaine. <laughs> no, it's incredible. <laughs> it has the, uh, you ever, it's actually called, uh, hold on, let me get the name of it. I have it here. I use it at Bonnaroo. It's uh, Jack Black Authentic and Original Dry Down Friction Free Powder. You know what that is? That is huh. a rip-off expensive gold bond. Yeah. That's a, that's a business model we approve of. I wonder, it is, and that's it's, hipster, it's, it's hipster gold bond. It is. It, is. With, it has a bit of silicone in it. So s- your nuts are slick. Yeah. Wow. No it's, not that, it's not that silica packet. N- oh, no. I just put a silica packet in my pants. <laughs> it's between your butt cheeks. That's just my slick secret. nut chuck. <laughs> yeah. John, tell your... us. Uh, tell us where. Tell us your your setting. Paint us a picture for where, where you're uh, calling in I from. I think you've actually heard a few cameos. I am at a truck stop in Northern California. Loves. Uh, no. I don't, what is this thing? Hazards. Oh. It's a very. Uh, is there a Confederate kind of flag on the wall? Our, but uh, uh, it, it does tell me uh, they, they have. I'm just waiting for them to tell me my shower is ready. Are uh, <laughs> are, are Al Pacino and Bob De Niro having a very serious cup of coffee, reflecting on how much each of them they see in the other? Right. As oh, we absolutely. Speak. Do you know what I found out? If What's you can't that? do the time, don't do the crime. Robert De Niro isn't Italian. <laughs> what? His dad is an Irish Catholic gay man, openly gay Irish Catholic man. His mom was an atheist. Watch, watch, watch. But he's not an Irishman. I mean, he's not an Italian. He's an Irishman. So it's oh, it's O Nero. This is some oh. mm-hmm. some Santa Claus stuff that <laughs> I didn't need to know right I now. I looked it up. Reddit told I needed me. To, it, so I it's needed to be know true. eventually, Chuck. But are you sure I needed to know at this tender age? I didn't think so. <laughs> it's probably a hard time for you to deal with. <clears throat> John, being in Northern California at a truck stop, have you had breakfast? I uh, had breakfast. Uh, Hours ago, strangely, because I still haven't adjusted the time change. So I had, at 5 a.m., I had some very uh, Keith Parrishy uh, cinnamon, uh, cinnamon and brown sugar pop tarts. Ooh, that nice! That were that I ate in like incredible shame, as it had been completely crushed in my bag. And I ate it in like sixty-four pieces. Oh, you 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 brought your own pop tarts. You did a line yeah, yeah. of pop tarts. Yeah. <laughs> well, as much as I love sugary bump. foods and sugary breakfasts, John, you eat way more pop tarts than I do. I, I haven't had a pop tart, and I don't know how I long. I eat so many secret pop tarts. <laughs> like the pop tarts live in my car, 
they do not enter the home. <laughs> and now I've graduated to like the 12 pack thing because heh, savings, because they know that it's so shameful. The four pack costs maybe a dollar less than the 12 pack. <laughs> I think you talked about that on another episode. I do like imagining you having just loose pop starts, loose pop tarts, just like floating around the floorboard of oh. your car. Much oh, like and, I have and loose he, jelly and beans. Pop tarts. I, I can't believe this. And uh, so, you know, we talk about how you can't get, you know, anything through uh, th- through the air, air anymore. You know how pop tarts come in those like metallic bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the I went right through. Or, uh, I don't know if they were pop tarts went right through the air. I don't know if there was any like lead in in that foil, and it was that they were impenetrable to uh, to X ray. Here's a little. Super, I maybe, just, maybe Superman can't see through lead or pop tarts. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, got back from Austin, where I hung out with uh, someone who can prescribe medicine. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> they they on the way back, I was you know I feel a little depleted, so uh, the the girl I was with was like, "Well, you can have some of the, my prescriptions." So she's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Okay, Valium." Yeah, Ambien, Ritalin, and Vyvanse. And those are all oh. the uppers and downers you need to get through a week. And I'm like, I don't want to take that through security. She's like, put it in your cigarette box. You're fine. <laughs> no one even cared. Yeah, no see, one cared. You're, you're, you're all ladies in my dad's family business, which is street veterinarians. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, they're the, uh, the FDA is like, wow, that's a lot of value. These pets in uh, this town with 100 people are, are, are getting prescribed. Oh, well, mm-hmm. nothing to see here. All right, Chuck, what was your breakfast? Oh, man, I did a good thing today. I went to uh, Hardee's okay. on Gallatin Road in Madison, Tennessee. Ooh, um, yeah. And I had me two uh, egg, bacon, and cheese biscuits. Oh, Those biscuits made fresh daily on site by a wonderful, uh, you know, probably overweight black woman. Uh, and they're incredible. I love them. They're the Check best biscuits you can buy. The are called Carl's Jr., and there's no overweight black woman making biscuits. Mm, the biscuits at Hardee's are incredible. Just if you ever get a chance, just just buy one. Well, I'm very jealous of both of you guys. I did not... Have brand breakfast. Germ? No, I had br- I, no breakfast today. John, so, you can't see it. We we painted a picture of Chuck. Chuck, paint a picture of me. So Keith, uh, dressed like is, a Mormon. He's in some sort of weird plaid shirt um, with <laughs> with khakis on. He looks oh. like he was uh, directing a uh, a musical for a talk, high school. I am in one hundred percent. Talk to me about the pleats. Let's see. Are you pleated? No, 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 never. never. He's not pleated, John. Come on. Uh, (laughs) I am 100% junior high teacher right now. Rolled up sleeves. Oh, yeah. Shirt from the Gap. It's not the Gap. What's up, fellow kids? Well, anyway, I had to do some work this morning and eat breakfast. How do people manage working and eating? Oh, It's crazy. I just eat where I work. Pop-tarts, Keith. Well, I almost I, I had a I had a loose I had a loose gummy lifesaver mm-hmm. down oh, yeah. by the uh, the brake pedal of my car. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I oh, consider yeah. I considered it because those things don't go bad. No, like Never. bugs won't even touch them. Rapper? But I had I had an incident this week that made me hesitate. I almost died eating a wooden button that I thought was oh. a junior mint. That's the key. This I am not planet. lying. I think I, I don't think I shared the picture of this mint. I'm not joking. I don't know what this is. It, it was a wooden button or something. It looks exactly like a junior mint. That's amazing. I found it on the ground and I put it in my mouth. Oh, and I, I was like, "This is be, wood." <laughs> I know we should be sagging into basketball soon, but I'm not ready to leave the candy land just yet. No, do um, it. I recently saw a motion picture. Uh, I'm going to go for this a third time. Death Pole Two. 
Ooh, um, it's I death, went to see it with, uh, it's a joke, you know, that it's never going to land. And it isn't really a joke. I just keep saying death pole. But, uh, <laughs> and I saw it with my, I think my largest friend, uh, power listener, Mark Anunson, a uh, fellow stand-up comedian to Chuck. Uh, we went and saw death pole too together. Yeah. <laughs> and, if I uh, ever die, Mark's going to take my place on the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Big Dallas Mavericks fan. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he also, uh, his style of humor is really, really extremely dry. And you oh. won't even realize that the joke is being played until it's too late often. <laughs> and so we sent him to get the candy. Huge mistake. Comes back with a candy that I didn't know existed. And I want to know if you guys have ever even heard of. And I want to know if it even qualifies as a candy, really. Comes back with three things of snow caps. Yeah, I know the snow cap. I mean, it is, it is a flavorless chocolate with flavorless, uh, colorless, odorless yeah. Uh, candy like candy I mean, shaped bits on it. A snow a snow cap is like a, is like a a semi sweet chocolate chip. Right, right? it's all it it's is. not even sweet. I mean, it's just like here's it's like Baker's cho- or confectioner's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is yeah. it is definitively the worst candy I've ever had. Oh yeah, oh it's bad. That's real bad. It's not high I, on my list. Uh-oh. And I don't think you could even put it in like chocolate chip cookies because I think the little white fondant BS totally mm. ruins that. Yeah. Well, did, did he? Did Mark buy them as a joke? Like, hey, I got the worst. Oh candy. yeah. He ah. Also, when he came back from getting, when he came back from getting, and this is a fully packed. I don't know if you've been to see a Death Pole movie, but people <laughs> are like juggalos at this thing and wearing the masks and wearing the shirts. And Mark, when he comes back from getting the candy, the movie has started, and he pretends to not be able to find us for at least five minutes, which felt like forty-five minutes. And by the way, Mark is the largest man in the world. Yeah, he's 6'4", like 300 pounds. (laughs) And he's just like, he's like putting his hand over his eyes like he's in the Swiss Alps, right in front of people's faces. And like, I'm just completely miserable. Uh, This movie gets worse for me because I fall asleep during the movie and I wake up and instinctively grab the the drink to my right which happens to belong to the most gangster dude I have ever seen. <laughs> and his and his girlfriend has like the a long flowing Beyonce wig. And I take the biggest and most enormous slurp of his what turns out to be an icy. <laughs> and and all I hear is and because I've just woken up, I don't know what I'm doing. All I hear is, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so discombobulated. I don't even apologize. I just put it back down, and soon afterwards, he sends his girlfriend to go get another one. So well, I like, can't even enjoy what little enjoyment Death Pole 2 has to offer. So <laughs> not a great well, movie experience. Before, As we transition to our breakfast and bed apologies, I do like the idea that there is a scenario where you feel like you would be combobulated enough to apologize <laughs> for something. <laughs> anyway, all right, so those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. And it is frequently the first time we talk about the NBA. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Hey, I'm sorry again. We need to podcast more often. Because yeah. I, I, I was wrong last week and then was right between podcasts and, and now I'm wrong, wrong again. again. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Well, the narratives you know? are shifting too fast now. Oh, the narratives are being written 
in a room by WWE writers. <laughs> this is all, you know, the, 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 the way things go back and forth, uh, it's, it's unbelievable how entertaining it is to watch these basketball games. So you were, you're specifically talking about just the way the series have shifted. Right. And, you, I, you know, I was on board last week with my double secret uh, probation jinx. Right. Uh, last week on LeBron. I'm coming back and it's almost, you know, paid dividends. I have well, no we'll hope. see. It just depends on where they play. Right. <laughs> I have no hope in uh, the the Celtics beating Cleveland on the road. We almost right. should stop apologizing for predictions. <laughs> just because, oh. like, what's the point? What else is there I mean, to talk the, about, though? Well, what's the point? Well, I, I, I'll apologize. I, I got a couple things sort of wrong. Uh, uh, last fun week. Fact, fun fact. Do not know what or to whom Chuck just apologized to. I think Chuck generally apologized for thinking maybe LeBron was bouncing back or the Cavs would be okay. I'm apologizing. And they, and they were okay. They won games three and four handily. I mean, we're like, the, the Cavs were then favorites in the series going into game five. It was like uh, Celtics well, were plus 165 or something. Well, and then can, I, can I do my, I'm going to apologize on behalf of some coaches. Yes, go ahead, John. Because I think coaches are pulling the shoot in these, in these blowout games. And I'm talking about good coaches like Mike, like D'Antoni and Stevens. They are getting down 10 going, well, we're going to lose. I quit. I have terrible news for you, John. Yeah. Bill Simmons said the exact oh. same thing uh. on his <laughs> podcast last week. <laughs> he, he went so far as to intimate that Brad Stevens threw game three. Mm. To not oh, use up some of his tricks. Okay, I'm but, not uh, gonna go full but, poppycock, but but, 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 he but did. I do think he's right. I do think he they, they don't want to show things. I do think that's 100 yeah. percent true. I think that's reasonable. Well, they should show you know their be- not like seven people played for the Celtics last night. Yeah, they're not going deep in the bench. Why and, do anymore? Yeah, I mean, well, I, when you've got, does when you've got master plans like not playing semi. <laughs> <laughs> but just imagine how great Boston would be. If Greg Monroe was playing, um, yeah. <laughs> if they had that moose boost, come on. I like I like that because yeah, I th- for a second I thought you were going to say Gordon Hayward or Kyrie Irving and then you dropped the moose. <laughs> he got <on> you. <laughs> hey, well, my, my apology. Last week I should have mentioned we were shouting out some of uh, our Patreon supporters who who had helped out with the show. I meant to mention that uh, our boy Liam was the one who pointed out that I incorrectly said which team uh, James Borrego was coaching. I also want to apologize. Sticking on our theme of the Cavs. I want to apologize, and I think I've done this before. I want to apologize one more time for not standing on a mountaintop and screaming it over and over and over. Trading a first-round pick to get Jordan Clarkson was a horrible, horrible move. <laughs> like, we said, this is bad, but we, we were playing up, and I know I personally was playing up. Like, in total, them bringing in Rodney Hood, the Cavs, that is, at the trade deadline, them bringing in Rodney Hood and George Hill makes all their moves on the trade deadline look pretty decent, so I, I'm not as bothered by them sending a first-round pick to get Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. The Lakers had- being able to salary dump Jordan Clarkson and getting that first-round pick is crazy. Jordan mm. Clarkson is horrifying, yeah. and, he, and he plays over Rodney Hood, who can't even get in the game. Well, it's Jordan Crawford, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That, that's right, <laughs> LeBron. It also like it almost it almost excuses like the summer of Dang and Mozgov for the Lakers, like does almost, it? almost. Well, which is I hard. Mean, which is it's hard sort to of, fathom I, saying you know out what? loud. I think it does, John. When you look at they got rid of Clarkson, they traded Larry Nance, got a first round pick. They traded the snitch 
D'Angelo Russell, Russell and the Mozgov contract for what I think was either Kyle Kuzma or Josh Hart. I can't remember which pick it was, mm-hmm. but they got a pick to dump D'Angelo Russell, which I don't think any team is very hot about having right now. No. Uh, so, yeah, I think it does. They only have Luol Deng left, and you, you got to, as much as it pains me, I have to compliment Magic Johnson and Rob Lowe for guiding that Lakers front office. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Incredible things. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, man. Doing what a great a job. Doing great stuff. Yep. Ever since Parks and Rec ended, I've been a real fan. But, I mean, this. Jordan Clarkson, like, who pretty much sealed the series for the Celtics when he hit a couple threes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> He's going to keep shooting, isn't he? <laughs> and he kept firing up shots. Uh, anyway, all right, well, those were our breakfast in bed. Got, I got one more apology. Oh, go <gasps> ahead, John Burr. Uh, we were wrong in the game of scones last week. David Robinson definitely did that thing that yeah. we said he didn't do. He did? Did oh, I yeah. call it? Twice. He was, he was not in the basketball reference. Did he do it with blocks? Uh, maybe he did. I, he Cause, did it cause twice. We, we specified uh, no blocks. It, it was rebounds or assists, 40-point triple doubles. So David ah, Robinson. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Could have been it. We'll have to, we'll have to fact check that one time. I apologize we're not... for half-assedly researching my apology. <laughs> <laughs> that's Very on brand. All right. Before we move <laughs> to our Steak and Eggs best thing, we have a few listener-submitted questions. The Croissant? Questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Uh, Rob H. asks, Who would you want in an ideal scenario as Grizzlies owner and GM other than the obvious answer that they should be owned by the fans. And this also assumes that Chuck has his dream mafia Don in charge of the heat. So the question is, who do we wish were the owner of the Grizzlies and GM? Well, first and foremost, I feel like that's very redundant since Pat Riley runs the heat and is a mafia Don. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's ridiculous. So he, yeah. So Chuck secondly, already has his dream mafia Don. Yes. Secondly, yeah, yeah. I... These questions are hard to answer because I can't think of good owners, really. Hmm. Um, I guess like an ideal. I just don't want the Grizzlies to move. Right. So that's 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 like a big thing. So I guess it kind of needs to be home. I guess I'm saying uh, Justin Timberlake. God, Justin Ooh. Timberlake and Peyton Manning's wife. Right. Swinger. You know. You know what, Swingers. <laughs> you know what I think. Club. Uh, for for the sake of the podcast, if Oprah owned the Grizzlies. Man, She'll move Oprah's, him to Nashville. Oprah's evil, though, man. She would not move him to Nashville. But she has like no relationship with her, with her, like, but with her barber father who only says bad things about her. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she has any love for for Nashville, man. No, I think I think we I got think it. Justin to, Timberlake. Yeah, that works. Just give it to him. But just imagine the giveaways. GM? If Oprah owned the team, you look under your seat. There's a car. <laughs> yeah. For GM, I kind of okay, like the idea point. of a uh, friend of the show, Brent Barry, who's looking for a GM job. Ooh, Brent I'd be Barry all be about good. him. I'd also think uh, Shane Battier. <gasps> You just is, read my mind. Who is in a talk for some front office. Although I found out on the uh, latest Fake. Outsiders podcast about how much of a, they call him a faker, Shane Battier was while he was in Memphis, pretending he was into rap and, uh. lo- and local music. Pretending he's not a Sharpay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so, so mainly. He was just on his way home from a little boosy show, just play <laughs> Chopin in his car, <laughs> crying. All right, let's move to the next question. Patrick. Uh, Cur- now I can't get uh, the image of uh, Shane Battier dressed like, uh, Doc Holliday saying, "Get your button ready, Keith." Fred Frederick 
fucking Chopin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Patrick Kirkner asks, why are so many people acting like Kawhi Leonard is going to be available this offseason when getting traded now would cost him tens of millions of dollars? Because it's fun, Patrick. Yeah, what it's else are we going to speculate? Do? He's one of the Try best players in the league. Bro. Where's he at? Is he fifth, the number five best player in the league? Where we, where we got him? We, Top yeah, we have no idea anymore. It's uh it's not a list, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. I don't know. <laughs> I get like no, our sexuality. If uh, and when you're we, talking about Kawhi, you, are you talking about the autism spectrum or are you talking about the best players? <laughs> I'm talking about the cyborg spectrum. <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he was a top five player last year mm-hmm. at the end of the playoffs. You were like, this guy's clearly a top five player. I don't know. Me personally, I don't know why everyone's talking like he he's gone, but all like the, I feel like all the big name. NBA writers, namely Zach Lowe, keep mm-hmm. saying stuff like, I feel like it's gone. I feel like he might be on it. He'll probably be on a new team next year. So I don't, I don't know the answer to the question. too much like Kurzweil here, but if he goes, then that's a singularity because the computers are running the show and Kawhi is <laughs> getting what he wants. AI has took over. Yeah. I just <laughs> feel... Iverson. Either. Do you think there's a chance that the Spurs would do something like a rebuild? Like uh, like a blow it up? No way. A trade no. Kawhi, a trade LaMarcus Aldridge? That franchise... I mean, there's like 700 people in San Antonio. You know? They no. all have to go to that game. They And they all have to be fans of a winning system. And that's not going to play well down there I in think Central we, Texas. I like, think oversell what these owners want to. Like, Toronto and San Antonio, like... They're making the playoffs every year. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. I, so yeah, I what, agree. You know what? Did like I, I, okay, Keith and I can speak to this as Grizzlies fans right now. What all? What do we want, Keith? We want the six pick in Evan Fournier for Chandler Parsons in the four pick. <laughs> what does the average <laughs> Grizz fan want, Keith? Well, to, that, that to would be make, back that, in the playoffs. That would get us back in the playoffs. That would lower our ceiling. We would have yeah. a less chance at the lottery pick. The lottery odds. I'm speaking now, not of the actual NBA lottery, but of a Powerball. Right. Right. That gets and, and one we, more we, bite, a, a worse bite at the apple to finding a young star and just gets an okay NBA player that can get us back to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. As and the we would seed. gleefully take the Spurs situation. Like, yeah. gleefully. Well, I mean, like, what, kill like, ourselves 20, 20 years in a row in, in yeah. the playoffs. Well, well, I mean, I mean, even this, like, supposed doomsaying Spurs situation, right. you know? Right. Like, I would, or the Raptors situation, I would gleefully switch spots. With uh, them, even I, know? as a Miami fan. I would right. take that over the uncertainty of what Hassan Whiteside's going to keep on saying. Can we talk about that Whiteside video? He's a dummy. What video? What is this? Have you seen this where he's like, it's not that I can't shoot. It's that they won't allow won't me to shoot. Won't let me shoot. I haven't it's seen a sports, this video. It's a Sports Illustrated video. Dude, he's just running his yap like a dummy. He really <laughs> seems like a really stupid child. I had a big, big like uh, daydream where... Uh, Carl Anthony Towns ends up in Miami. Thibodeau's, you know, oh my chomping at the bit for Whiteside, and we have to trade Richardson and uh, Winslow for Big you Cat. You do not trade Richardson. No, be sad. I, I, although honestly, Chuck, what you just said would be great. It would be a great yeah, trade. Yeah, it would heat. be great. I mean, <laughs> it's like it would be a great trade for the heat. Your nightmare turned out to be no. I said a daydream. Unfa- oh, okay. I, I was Sorry. like staring up at Sorry. the stars. You know, it wasn't during the day. All right, last question. <laughs> Texamista asks, sexy. Expletive deleted. It happened. Proving himself to be a wise and capable leader of men on Earth, invading aliens took Chuck to make him emperor of their galaxy. Uh, Makes sense. Big problem for the Fast Break Breakfast podcast. 
Luckily, in his infinite wisdom, Chuck's final edict declares the now vacant final spot on the fun carousel that is the FBBF pod experience must be filled by an active NBA player. Who do you guys choose? I mean, if I have to choose somebody and they have to be active, that's the problem. Because I'd sl- we'd slide Stephen Jackson into my spot. I don't think Captain Jack. I don't Captain think, Jack. I don't think you guys miss a beat. It's not bad. I mean, um, we could if if yeah, the active thing hurts because we could just put in Matt Geiger and no one would really even know. Really, just visually. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I guess I don't know who would I have to pick. That's a great question. To, All to, right. Well, I I know I I can answer right. Okay. Uh, I, I would pick Pal Gasol. Because I, if if he's truly replacing Chuck, then that means I have to hang out with him all the time. Yeah. And Pal Gasol at least has interests outside of sports. It appears. Right. So I, I'll go with Pal Gasol. That's my that's final answer. Hmm. No lifeline needed. I would go. How active is Tony Allen? <laughs> Inactive. Inactive. He's not retired. This is. <laughs> I, I, I I've been waiting for this moment. Inactive. Cannot say TA. I mean, he's an active also, NBA player. Zebo. Zebo would be I, great. <laughs> Tony Allen talking about going to Cracker Barrel, which he does. He loves Cracker Barrel. Right. Come on. Uh, Lance Stevenson talking about Hooters. Lance Stevenson's not a, not a, not he a loves bad option. Hooters. I would like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ooh. I feel like he would be it would hilarious. Be you just want him to ring that job, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the content we crave. Um, who's a, who's a, a, a loon? Who's a, who's a nut job? I think we just said a lot of them. Not do we want to say, do we want to say more. one that we think might be erudite instead? Uh, sure. Cause I'm not that. I mean, I, I recently had to admit that JJ Reddick is pretty fun to listen to, but I guess oh, he's yeah. a competitor. Yeah. I don't want that on our podcast. No, it's a bad vibe. <laughs> it's a bad vibe. You know, he would walk in here. He would shots. walk in here smelling like Abercrombie and Fitch. That would, mm, oh, he's yeah. a body spray bandit faux show. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Man. All right. Well, those were our listener submitted croissant questionnaire. If you want to submit your own question to be answered on air, you have to become a Patreon supporter. You do that by going to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. For just $1 a month, you can submit questions and get access to the exclusive bonus content. Feel free to go and step up to the $3 a month and join the Slack chat where we talk about everything around the clock. So if you've been listening for a while, you feel like stepping up, you've already written your five-star iTunes review, and you're like, you know what? I want to keep helping these guys out. We'll do that by becoming a Patreon supporter. Patreon.com slash breakfast. One more time. Patreon.com slash breakfast. All right, steak and eggs. Best thing. What's the best thing you saw this week? Um, for me, I, I, it's kind of weird. The best thing to me was not seeing someone, and I'm not saying that Draymond Green has failed. Not at all. But seeing Draymond Green miss that dunk and watching the Warriors crumble around that moment, that pivotal oh. moment, that warmed the cockles of my dark, cold heart. That dunk, that was my best of the week. Was yeah. Harden dump dunking on Draymond? Oh, so Face. so this is just a double, just what double Dray. on Draymond Green. Hey, Draymond Green, who looked like one of the best players in the NBA against the Pelicans. Oh my God! Uh, but also, I mean, and, and Draymond Green right now, if you look at the advanced stats, there there are only two players at the top of all of them. And if it's offensive, it's going to be LeBron, and if it's defensive, it's Draymond. So all credit to Draymond for the for 
doing what he does and coming alive after sleepwalking through the regular season. You giant ass in many literal <laughs> ways. But he, he's been playing great, but I love watching him fail and get dunked on and then miss that dunk. I mean, that just... I understand he's like, he's unlikable. Yeah. But he's been playing so well. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't know. He's not. He's, he's not a guy. Player. He's I, the best I take, player on the Warriors I, in the playoffs. I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't take as much glee uh, in his failure as you guys do, though. I guess if I had the, legit, if I can't do the dream, lots of people do. They do. I don't hate him, but that dunk was incredible. That the, the getting dunked on. The didn't dunk. Yeah, yeah. The James Harden dunk. Harden's dunk was awesome. I mean, right in his grill. You know, that's awesome. an Sean Livingston with two power dunks this week. Just unbelievable I, stuff. I mean, we got to. We have to say goodbye to like the like. James Harden's like sucks in the playoffs thing, right? That's no, over. no. Did you watch the second half where he vomited all over the court oh, while yeah. Chris Paul carried them to victory? Yeah, like <sighs> like James Harden had an amazing that first deferring half. to deferring to Chris Paul when Chris Paul is playing the game of his life is not necessarily at the end of the world, right? Hmm. Well, no, but I, I I feel like he. I didn't think it was so much a voluntary, I'm going to let this guy do it. It just seemed like James Harden did not have it again as his team takes off. And I don't, I mean, it's weird to isolate the blame on Harden. As I, waiting to podcast, as I sat there going through the stats, it's going to be very difficult to make a case against James Harden this postseason. Yeah. Like, incredibly difficult. I'm just saying the huge game four win doesn't go under the James Harden, I did this. It's more of a, I'm a teammate. I mean, you know. He he just wasn't he he wasn't hitting his shots. I think he was scored think, five points in the second half. I think that only holds up in today's like microscopic era because like if you were to go through all the big wins under certain players' resumes and dole out who was responsible for them, it'd be very. I mean, it would just get pretty yeah, yeah. hard. Find me find me the huge uh, LeBron James team wins when LeBron James has six points in the second half. Right. I'm gonna say there's not many, and even LeBron James is a table setter. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I'm happy that you love James Harden, John, and I don't want to take that from you. But I don't, oh, I don't you? think he's been good. I mean, I'm not saying he's not been good. Right. I just don't think he did. He hasn't dispelled anything for me. Yeah. That that uh, he's, cl- he's clearly he's, he's clearly been so an elite good. player. He's been so good, Keith, that he tricked the Warriors into playing iso ball, leading the Rockets to victory. I How can't get that? over the Warriors. How about so bad? Man, Sixteen just... assists for the Warriors. That's low for the Warriors, baby. I mean, it's all it's all. He, you know, he hypnotized. I'm gonna get, I'm giving the credit back to James Harden. He <laughs> hypnotized the Warriors into playing like James Harden, and look what happened. They shot so poorly in that quarter. Good. I can that, that suddenly uh, give the give the MVP to James Harden now. Yeah, well, I can I can I can accept that argument. <laughs> yeah, as the Warriors went what three for eighteen in the fourth quarter of game. It was four, insane. Twelve points. I mean, it's all probability distribution. You know, the shots are going to fall sometimes, and they're going to fall uh, at the worst time sometimes, <laughs> and they're going to fall at the best time sometimes. Chuck? Yeah, I mean, you're just looking at it. It's like the, the these, shout out Nylon Calculus. Yeah, those guys are great. Uh, the, you know, the shots aren't always going to fall, and it's just when they fall that matters. Although, you know? when I watched that fourth quarter, my thought was, why are you shooting so many stupid shots? <laughs> they did take a I lot mean, of the war- shots. I mean, the, the Rockets defense was really good. Right. But again, it was that, yeah, right, Warriors play loose and free, and then sometimes you're like, why don't you guys try a good shot? Right, run some sets. I don't know. My best thing, unrelated to the Warriors, well, it's sort of related. Kobe Bryant <laughs> destroying his foes from the grave. Man. <laughs> Kobe Bryant is releasing these videos called Details. I have not watched any because I am not giving him my click. <laughs> the new mad curse. But everyone he's done a Details video on 
has gone on to lose the subsequent game. It started with DeMar DeRozan. He then spread the icy fingers of death to Donovan Mitchell, to Drew Holiday, to LeBron James, Jason Tatum, who Kobe pointed out his footwork was wrong, and then Jason Tatum followed it up by going, I think, like negative 25 mm-hmm. uh, plus <laughs> minus in the two games after that, which they both lost. And then Steph Curry, uh, before game four, Kobe Bryant was like, Steph's getting the details uh, treatment, <laughs> and then the Warriors go out and lose. So Kobe Bryant, who uh, breaking down game film, releasing these things that is way more potent than the Madden curse, <laughs> knocking out all these other guys uh, in his retirement. Kudos to you, Kobe. I'm A very schadenfreude steak and eggs this week. All right. Well, the opposite of steak and eggs, the cream of wheat. What is your cream of wheat? Worst thing, man. I don't know if you guys know this, but the San Antonio Spurs are changing their in-game entertainment. They are getting rid of the all-female dance squad for a family-friendly co-ed hype team. This is the best oh. thing I've heard. No, how, how is this negative? Because you can't get rid of thoughts. These thoughts have to be part of the game. That's why I like to watch it. I'm, when I'm live in the about stadium. The- can you? Are you ready for the Spurs? Uh, Did you guys uh, know what a thought is? Go, no. He's going to go, Spurs, family-friendly, co-ed squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean, know what a thought is? No. <clears throat> it's them hoes over there. Right. I, I, I've seen it in, in it's written slang internet. It's one of those, right. like, I, don't, I don't know. But you no, got to have them. This is the great thing. The Be- dance squads, they treat the audience as if we're presenting a product purely for male entertainment. Mm-hmm. They're... In my mind, again, this is something like the dance squads bother me, especially the ones in Texas. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Rockets and the Maverick squads are the most. It feels like I'm watching basketball. Uh-huh. Keith like just the tried Trey to be Matt Stone and movie. overlooked every lesbian who ever lived. That's what I'm saying. What about you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I might it's be wrong here. I, I don't. I don't feel like they're presenting themselves to the, the lesbian as much. Maybe they are <laughs> when they when as they come lesbian, back from commercial. Let me say, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've been mistaken for a lesbian twice on this trip already. <laughs> Just let me say, you got to stop we wearing those uh, those Mike Scott lady suits, John. <laughs> Leave the brooch at home, bro. I'm just saying, like the, the way they the way they use the cheerleaders, like if they're awarding something to like, oh, let's recognize this former coach, and they use them as just like decoration to right. stand beside it. I, I, the, like I'm not cool with that. Like like that is not. So Whatever. you want to live it's in a world where it's like where well, suddenly we hear Why isn't there a man there? tumbling coed Because tree. men aren't as pretty to look at as women. Oh. But they are. <laughs> you no, so not. you have just spelled out that you are admitting that they are presenting it to men. Right. Well, no, they're presenting it to people. <laughs> women women are the uh, the fairer sex and they're gentler and they have nicer curves and they're prettier, more aesthetically pleasing. Men are gross and their knuckles have hair on them and they're, you know, sinewy and weird. You know, women are beautiful and we need to accept that in this modern post-feminist age. Yeah, and let them be standing beside the random military member of the night, not in bikinis. Mm. Okay. My body is you want a, a hairless Ruben-esque wonderland, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that, that's like, the, way to go Spurs, incredibly progressive, even if your owner gives money to Trump. Uh, I guess <laughs> everyone has to. Uh, my worst of week is this pervasive argument that I guess is maybe debunked a little bit. The continual argument that the Warriors have killed basketball. Even when the Warriors went up two games to one, everyone just spent 24 hours bemoaning, mm-hmm. what's the point of the NBA if the Warriors are going to beat everybody? Like, 
this gotta is play such the a, games. You got to play the games. And this is such just a, a dead argument. There's always a favorite team. Mm-hmm. Almost always. There's rarely a year where there isn't a, it's definitely going to be this team, or maybe it might be one of these two teams. Yeah. There's always a top of the, the mountain. And even if the Warriors did go out and sweep everyone, I don't understand how that destroys the NBA. My enjoyment of the NBA, again, is not based on waiting to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if I know the ending of a movie and that movie then becomes like worthless to watch, it's a bad movie generally. Right. This is like, if you're watching the NBA for the M. Night Shyamalan reveal, <laughs> like, no, the NBA is this beautiful tapestry of 450 players and awesome stuff happens all the time. Just knowing the ending doesn't ruin it for me. And even then, we have drama right now. We don't know who's winning Warriors Rockets. We don't know who's winning Celtics Cavs. Right. So, guys, save it. We don't know why they won't let Hassan Whiteside shoot. I mean, oh, we just because he can't. Andre Drummond's hitting, hitting step-back jumpers on Instagram. Hey. Uh, Take the shackles off. We got some breaking news. In support of your argument, oh. Keith, find me an arrow where there isn't a dominant team. Right. I will wait. Right. No. It's all about that in the NBA. If you're only watching under the suspense of, of who wins the finals, that's fine, but that makes you a casual fan, and mm-hmm. that does not ruin the NBA no. by any stretch. John, what's or your worst thing? Or a sports center anchor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your worst, John? Well, I'd just like to point out that J.R. Smith has yet to make a three-point basket in the Boston Garden. Oh, man. Or, or whatever it's called now, TD Center. TD. What have you. He hasn't made one, not a, and it's not for lack of trying. Man, I made a mistake when I was in Austin. I was watching the Boston uh, Cleveland game, and I was wasted. I was, uh, and I just we uh, haven't gotten to the mistake yet, right? No, no, no. Okay. Oh no, that's normal. It's (laughs) par for the course. But I'm watching the game, and I just happened to just watch J.R. Smith for two minutes. Were you sure on your feet, or were you a little stumbly, a little? uh, Were you prone to falling over? I had just ordered a French seventy-five. (laughs) <laughs> um, was sipping this very fancy drink that the poor girl at this sports bar like absolutely lost her mind trying to figure out how to make. Um, and Sir, we don't have champagne on the premises. We don't have gin. Um, no, so, uh, and I'm watching the game, for, and for two minutes, I'm just enthralled with J.R. Smith because he's putting in all this effort. He got two rebounds and uh, kind of deflected a pass and, and made a mess. And I look to the guy next to me, and I go, man, J.R. Smith, though. And he goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was about to tell him I had a podcast about the NBA, but then I stopped. I, I love how, once again, a chance to proselytize about our podcast. Nope. Chuck decided, eh, discretion, better part of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man, I went to the Apple store, subscribed so many phones to our podcast. That's ingenious. The next time I accidentally drink uh, some, like, terrifying dudes I see in a movie theater, I'm going to follow up with, Massey, your phone, sir. <laughs> Do you mind if I log you into your iTunes? Did we get a five-star review based off of that uh, thing last week that we were talking about? <coughs> I don't even remember. Oh, no. Me drinking that guy's icy? Yeah, he's the <laughs> no, one. So no, this no, lady I, drank I don't, my I, don't I, haven't, I actually haven't checked in a couple of days, but I, I think we're still stuck on 158. <laughs> okay. All right, well, uh, I guess we can kind of talk about it. We don't want to. We don't normally respond to breaking news, and we don't normally break down all NBA teams. But the all NBA team it just happened. Did just get dropped as we record. The only thing interesting for our listeners: Andre Drummond got seven votes. Stephen Adams only got two. Mm-hmm. It's closed. It's over. Also, Kevin uh. Love, Dwight Howard, Demarcus Cousins, 
Trevor Ariza. Who? What? And Christos Porzingis all got one vote. Mm. Trevor Ariza, Ariza obviously got that one vote for that. Is it? It's Bill something who's like the most Homer Rockets guy who votes for the teams. Um, Trevor Ariza's mom apparently a voter now. <laughs> there aren't stunning surprises. I guess Dame, Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard first, team. first team, I think, is pretty... That's actually, I would say, borderline shocking. Yeah, because Russell Westbrook, when you average a triple-double in a season, you probably should be an all-NBA first team. If only he had, Chuck. He didn't. Oh, yeah, he did it. He That's did. right. Back-to-back yeah. years. Oh, he, he got did. 16 he rebounds on the Grizzlies in 15 minutes. Garish ways. <laughs> yeah. Where did Chris Paul land? I haven't looked at this at all. So, so Chris Paul it was the first alternate, did not make it. So He's the highest vote getter. Rudy Gobert okay. left off. Carl uh, Anthony Towns got the center forward third team. Uh, Marcus Aldridge got forward center second team. So Gobert uh, was left off. Ben Simmons finished pretty high. So that's that's a yeah. that's pretty interesting. And Steph Curry Clint, third Clint team. Clint swatted Gobert off. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Harden, LeBron James, a record 12th time is uh, all NBA first team. Insane. Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, Kevin Durant. All right. Th- we are into our uh, Waffle We're House. We're scattered. Presents We're Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House presents. Why won't they just let me shoot? Scattered some other covered <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> we had that all NBA first team. Anything else you guys have seen? I got to say, Alfred Payton got a haircut. Man, he looks uh. great. He looks like an NBA player. He looks like, I mean, he's a good looking dude uh, the whole time. Do you think the I crick could... in his neck is gone now? <laughs> maybe, he can, maybe he can shoot now. He can get the ball over his forehead. He, he actually is a good looking dude. All I could see was that MS paint haircut. He's a free agent. And now he cuts his hair. Well, he wants El- to get a job. El- Alfred Payton can feel his face and he does not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Say that joke for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's hilarious. After I mean, years of like shooting terribly from the foul line getting, and from the field, blocked. and people are like, "Oh, your hair hits the ball as it goes up. That mm-hmm. can't be good." And now he's like, "Well, I, I'm a free agent. Might as well cut this." Well, he's got to go on interviews now. You I can't would, because I would stay away because the the you know when he got drafted, you don't pick where you go. You know, somebody just pulls you out of a hat. Now he can go pick, somebody, and he has to make a good impression. This is a Clark Kent Superman situation. I need to see a picture of Janelle Monet right now <laughs> and see what her hair looks like to see if we have ourselves an alter ego or not. Man, we had two R&B references within a minute. I love it. From the least likely of sources. John loves R&B. His favorite song is, uh, was it, Casey and the uh, Sunshine Band? You son of a bitch. It's September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> Sorry. That was slander. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Oh, man. So I don't know if you guys saw it this week, but uh, somebody posted a picture of that iconic Dwayne Wade uh, assist to LeBron James. Yeah, where Wade's arms are out and and the alley-oops in the hair behind him. He knows LeBron's tucking it back. Well, uh, Mario Chalmers commented on somebody posted. I forgot who posted that. I don't know. know. It doesn't matter. But Mario Chalmers comment was like, I, uh, that's from a steal that I made. Yeah. I started it all with a steal. I started it all. Well, it turns (laughs) out guys, Mario Chalmers wasn't even in the game at the time. (laughs) And uh, completely, uh, this is what uh, blows my mind. It's what's incredible about Rio. He really thinks he's, he really thinks he's the greatest player in the NBA. (laughs) And I honestly think in his mind, he's part of every memorable basketball play that has ever happened. You know, and he I, was the there's one. A pass by, there's a pass by. Oh, steal by Chalmers. There's a steal by Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was him instead of John Paxton who hit that three. It was him three. instead of John Havlicek. It was him <laughs> instead of. Uh, uh, he tipped that ball out uh, to Ray Allen in the corner against the Spurs. 
You know Do what I mean? Do you think that the that he thinks the John Halberston book, The Punch, is about him punching <laughs> uh, Rudy Tomjanovich in the face? <laughs> Man, I, I just would love to get in the head of Mario Chalmers. He should be the guy that replaces me on the show. Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't think for a second anybody would be more goofy and ridiculous than and, uh, Mario accurate. Chalmers He's in about the seat. I'm and and knowledgeable about the game. I mean, he knows <laughs> about as much about basketball as I do. <laughs> so it's great. That's Memphis Grizzlies, Mario Chalmers. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Mario! You t- hey, you Rio, turn- we love you. You turned How thirty-two this uh, week. Man, he's not that old. I yeah. thought he was like well, older. That's why older. we kept him, Grizzlies, instead of Wade Baldwin the fourth. Right. <laughs> yes, young legs. Two years ago, uh, the Detroit Pistons made a hiring in their front office. Ed Stefanski who was working for the Grizzlies. Hmm. It's an odd hire because he's not GM. They don't have a coach, which is good. I mean, hire obviously front office before the coach, but like Stavansky last was running a Sixers team, which did some weird stuff. Hmm. They uh, tried to run a Princeton offense. Uh, Again, power listener, Patreon supporter, Patrick Kirkner pointing out the very foibles uh, they did under uh, Stavansky. We always said that the NBA is just a Polish good old boys network. Man, I'm telling you. Well then, and then he's been part of the Grizzlies front office that has does not have a brilliant record of the last couple of years. I would say they no. Suck. Uh, that's gone very poorly. So he signed a three year deal uh, for the Pistons, so the Pistons stay winning. Although they've Jesus. said they're uh, they're targeting Dwayne Casey, which is a weird thing yep. to announce. I mean, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that a weird thing to be like? We've hired this guy, and we're targeting this coach. Right. I think it's just so when they don't pay someone like Dwayne Casey, they can convince their fans that they were in the hunt mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that makes sense speaking of hunting there was a fan behind the uh, celtics bench uh recently in a game against uh, the Cavs. he was wearing a white shirt and a red hat that said make america great again and this is lo- the most obtuse and bizarre dick cheney reference ever <laughs> <laughs> he looked uh, so the guy was sitting directly behind uh the celtics he he looked at lebron lebron had a towel and traditionally players throw towels into the stands to fans he looked at lebron he said hey i'm i want that yeah lebron looked him in the eye and threw it over his head i'm not sure exactly what happened he threw it it. was a glorious moment it was one of those great moments where this is why lebron james is leaving Mm -hmm. cleveland uh, (laughs) as the cleveland fan in the maga there's no way that wasn't a tom brady boston celtics i mean part of me feels like this is once again they got us within arena plant entertainment like this is a (laughs) this is a skit it's like kiss cam this is a setup two guys kiss each other right right yeah but that's that's beautiful chuck i know it's beautiful but it's like it's where they they match up the wrong people no but uh it was funny he didn't throw it like over his head he threw it dismissively it'd be like hey can i have that and i throw something at your feet like bend over and pick it up yeah you know so he dismissively threw threw it uh, (laughs) away from him but it was Uh, good but the balls on that guy you go to the NBA game. Also, an old come on. If you're an old man, you can't get anything from the crowd. Oh my God, no! Give that up. You're just looking for attention, obviously. Yeah. But you're you're standing there with a MAGA hat in front of LeBron James and a bunch of multi-millionaire black athletes. Like that's <laughs> nuts. You've got balls. I hate that guy, but you gotta respect <laughs> his gangster. He's got he's got fu money. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Well, let's move to the awards segment of the program. The International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. Given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week we have a few honorable mentions. Marcus Smart, two for nine. Jordan Clarkson, three for ten. And Jordan Clarkson, three for eleven. Eric Gordon, four for fourteen. Chris Paul, five for sixteen. There are three nominees this week as they occurred chronologically through the week. K, 
Kevin Love in a win. Game four was three for 12, nine points, 11 rebounds, three assists, six turnovers. What are you doing? <laughs> Five personal fouls. Uh, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier in a game five win, and a dominant game five win, which we haven't even talked about. I mean, over the Cavaliers. Uh, three for 15, eight points, six boards, six assists, three steals, one turnover, three personal fouls, and his running mate, Jalen Brown, in a dominant game five win over the Cavaliers. Four for 15, 17 points, three rebounds, two assists, one block, two turnovers, four personal fouls. So Kevin Love, three for 12, nine points, 11 boards, six turnovers. Terry Rozier, three for 15, eight points, six boards, six assists. Jalen Brown, four for 15, 17 points, three rebounds, two assists. That's Jalen Brown. You got too many points for my high shop likeness. Yeah, I think Jalen Brown's out. Yeah. Um, Rozier, it's a lot of assists. I got to go K-Love. Three for 12, which is the six turnovers. turnovers Weird. But he did foul his butt off, so he was playing on defense. He was trying. He was trying. And 11 rebounds. I got to go Scary Terry. Three for 15. I can't give it to a three for 12 just with the turnovers. Yeah, I guess you're right. If I looked at that box score. Purely from a, like, yeah, I'm going Scary Terry. All right. And it's been a bit, and that's kind of been the story. Like, when he does that, they lose. Yeah. What's amazing, Terry Rozier giving us a glimpse of his stat lines next year on the Orlando Magic. Oh, man. He's going to rule in Sacramento. 8.6 rebounds, 6 assists. Congratulations, Terry. Mm -hmm. You are this week's international stack house of pancakes. Since we've actually shirked it a little bit, par fadeaway. Let's talk a little bit about these two series. What we, I know our predictions are always terrible. I'm, uh, we are, and yeah. I usually do it on purpose. I, I, I'm with the gambling mindset where, like, I know I'm going to lose, yeah. so I might as well pick the thing that makes me most happy when I right. lose. So, and we, have we even mentioned uh, Jason Tatum on this podcast? No. no, no not, 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 his not in the, not in the, not in the proper so light. Uh, guys, he's insane. The guy, yeah. I heard he's 20 years old. I don't know if you heard. Yeah. Some people mention it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the kid's just been playing out of his mind. And, uh, yeah, he just looks like the next one. I, I can't get over how good all these Celtics players look, how terrible all these Cavs players look. The Celtics <laughs> players are awesome. Right. It's I can't, almost like, as if coaching matters. That, ga- that Game 5... Cavaliers performance, mm. I thought was jaw-droppingly bad. It was so bad. Like, as yeah. we just as we said it in the ice shop, Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown combined to go seven for 30. Yeah, and they, they won. They won easily. <laughs> Handily. Like, Jordan Clarkson is so bad. Like, we, we've made allusions to it, but Ty Lue not playing Kyle Korver because Simi Ojale didn't get in the game? It's insane. Dude. That I mean, explanation it's an indi- it's is an like indictment. a... And how do you even explain keeping Kendrick Perkins on the bench? I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> I gotta get somewhere. So I don't, I don't know what to expect from this series. Uh, I mean, part of me, 65%, I think game six, the Cavs are going to get trucked. You think? I think it's the everything falls apart. Let's quit pretending. I desperately don't want to go back to Boston again and get mm. humiliated. Right. So that's okay, 65%, well, cor- I think that. 35% will play. Oh, you so think they can, actually, play? <laughs> they, can, they can actually run their offense a little. Mm-hmm. Corver will play, so that should help. Yeah. Um, the Celtics, but I, I, I see what you mean because the Celtics didn't even play that well, except for the insane scoring outburst at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, offensively, that game was grotesque. I think the Celtics' offensive rating was like b- barely over a hundred. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, a jaw-dropping performance from the Celtics. So I see, I see what you're saying. Um, I'm sticking, yeah, I'm sticking with LeBron doesn't make, doesn't make the finals. 
Uh, on the other side of the of the NBA, the Clay Thompson Andre Iguodala situation has to frighten Dubs fans. It's a little scary, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. it, it doesn't look like uh, it doesn't look serious. But if it's a problem, I mean, Clay was wincing in that game against Houston, Game Four. He just, Clay was uh, airballing. He was airballing uh, whenever they would. The Rockets would figure out a way to put James Harden in a position where he could be one on one versus Clay. And if that's an issue with Clay's uh, injury, it's going. They're just going to exploit that. Even though Harden didn't do anything, um, yeah, it, it could no, I see be. What you mean, though. It could be uh, deadly, and Harden could go for forty something, uh, where you right. have to pull Clay out of the game. So it'll be an interesting. Uh, uh, thing to watch and see what Steve Kerr does with these injuries. And it really highlights the Warriors waving Omri Caspi. Ugh. I mean, they wanted to keep Quinn Cook, which makes sense to right. have like another, another young ball Porter handler, guard. but they are carrying so many centers. Man. Damian Jones, Zaza yeah, Pachulia, JaVale I've heard McGee. a lot of people complaining about their roster makeup and how it's kind of getting a little exposed, but I mean, it's, it's hard to complain about that team. It's very much exposed. Like, uh, unfortunately, Pat McCall is hurt. McCall. They don't have players who can even, like, suit up and play. Like, the Nick Young minutes, they signed Nick Young. Terrible decision. He's not. They yeah. signed him because I think Durant wanted to play with him. Yeah. That was the story. Like, this will be fun to play with. We like, need somebody to hold his weight. Honestly, Every time we, oh, we peel another layer of the onion that is Kevin Durant, there are more tears and more smells. Man. <laughs> stinky, stinky. So uh, now it's a best It's a best of three yeah. in the West. Rockets with two of those three at home. That's I don't know. Kind of mm. Crazy. And That's not, not much. Of, not they have the opposite of the Celtics home home right. court advantage. And then you think two of the last like we we talk about this Warriors team as if they've killed basketball. No. As if they're the best collection of talent the NBA's ever seen no. or something. They are close to not winning the final in two of the four years. Yeah. Like like they've they've had this super run mm. and like. They they lost obviously obviously they lost to the but Cavs. But remember they did win seventy three games the year they didn't win right. Five. Well. But but the year they won seventy three games they should have lost to the Thunder. Right. It was a miracle right. they didn't lose to the Thunder. Then they did lose to the Cavaliers. And now if they lose to the Rockets, in my mind I'm thinking we're talking about this as if as if they're the greatest team ever. They haven't won back to back one time. Nope. And that's like three series that you can imagine they maybe weren't the best team mm. when it came down to the actual winning basketball. Right. Old man Keith th- thinks they need a post player. Ooh, they need, need a, a big Zebo man. in there Ooh. pushing people around when things get weird. Man, here's the thing. Mar- I know Mar- not Marcus Zebo. All, Marcus all for Clay Thompson. Who says no? Yeah, straight up. <laughs> Marcus Clay Thompson for the fourth pick. Who says no? Hello, Ooh. hello. <sighs> Give me that. No, but it's really hard to win championships in the NBA, guys. But, uh, newsflash: Miami sure had the best team in the league. Uh, the best collection of talent when LeBron was there and they could get two yeah. out of four. You know, it's really hard. So I, I, I can imagine these games playing out to where a wonderful ending happens. We have no idea who will be the champion uh, as we stand right now. And that's the most exciting and, uh, you know, joyful thing about the playoffs. They right have now. to be kicking themselves for keeping all those centers, signing Nick Young. They right. just need there's a lot of. There's a lot of, this is the last thing I'll say. There's a lot of self-kicking going on. In Cleveland, they've learned the regular season matters. And in uh, Golden State, they've learned that maybe don't sign all the big doofuses that no one wants. Yeah. Speaking about Cleveland, what do you think they could get? Could they get anything for the eight pick in Kevin Love? The mm. four pick from the Memphis Grizzlies. Hassan Whiteside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where's a selfish oh, they could, oh, that would be a, yeah. what a disaster. Uh, fans, we're fans first on this part. But you zig it when you're zagging. If somebody needs a I post was, game I, and a big I, man. I made, I made that, that – um, 
hypothetical CJ McCollum trade to the mm. Sixers. Yeah. And oh yeah, I'm hanging corner, up on you for that. Well, a lot this of Blazers like it. Say goodbye. It's a big <laughs> risk. For, it's a big risk for the Grizzlies. What about uh, McCollum for the eight pick and uh, Kevin Love? Get Kevin Love out there to the Northwest. If you I, trade my favorite Grizzly ever for Markel Fultz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with, hey, I gotta honestly. I want to keep Marcus Saul. Only twenty-two million the next two years. That's fair He's price. A bargain. That's, that's a fair price. Well, it's not a bargain. He's a bargain. It's like a, it's not like a little be in two years. All right. Well, we we gotta wrap it up. We got we got babies waking. We got John on the road. Uh, he's got to go catch. Uh, you know, he feels the the heat. I gotta go corner. taco truck now. I'm or getting. Food truck I now. am getting sexualized via eyeballs right now. Ooh. Sounds good. Now you know how the cheerleader feels, John. Stay out right. the gay bar, John. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. If you want to support the program, head on over to patreon.com slash breakfast. You can follow me on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Like us on Facebook. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fab break, break, man. You understand?